welcome to this week's edition of Reading Beijing, where we talk about the political and strategic implications of China's role in the Middle East and the wider world. I'm Bill Figueroa, your very own Bill in the China Shop, and today I'll be talking about China's response to the ongoing crisis in the Red Sea and its relationship to the Houthi movement in Yemen. So without any further ado or pointless rambling, let's begin. For weeks, China has been voicing its concern about attacks on shipping lanes in the Red Sea carried out by the Yemeni organization Ansar Allah, also known as the Houthi movement. In an emergency meeting on January 4th of the UN Security Council on the Red Sea situation, UNSC chair and China's deputy permanent representative to the United Nations, Gong Shuang, said that ensuring the safety of global shipping, quote, not only contributes to maintaining regional peace and stability, but also, quote, helps maintain global supply chain security and international trade order. He also called on relevant parties to, quote, stop attacking and disturbing civilian ships and to respect and protect the freedom of navigation of all countries in the Red Sea's waters. But as the United States and the UK carry out their retaliatory strikes, Beijing seems equally, if not more, concerned that the U.S. response might further inflame tensions and continues to call for a negotiated settlement. Chinese officials expressed concern about Yemen this week directly, emphasizing its connection to the conflict in Gaza and China's efforts to call for a negotiated peace in the region. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi, speaking from Cairo after a meeting with his Egyptian counterpart, stressed that the waters of the Red Sea are, quote, an important international trade channel for goods and energy, and that China called on an end to the harassment of civilian ships. Furthermore, he said that it must be emphasized that the tense situation in the Red Sea is a prominent manifestation of the spillover of the Gaza conflict. The top priority is to quell the war in Gaza as soon as possible, and to prevent further conflict from expanding or even getting out of control. Wang unsurprisingly emphasized China's strength in the region, namely the goodwill that it has generated from its stance on the Israel-Palestine conflict. China's approach seems to be hitting the right notes when it comes to regional politics, at least according to Arab League General Secretary Ahmed Abu Gate, who met with Wang the day before. Gate said that the League, quote, highly appreciated China's upholding justice on the Palestinian issue and its important contributions to promoting a ceasefire, de-escalating the situation, and protecting civilians. We believe that China will continue to play an indispensable role. He also offered the firm support of the League for the One China Principle and the One Country, Two Systems Principle, as well as his opposition to double standards on human rights when it came to Western criticism of Chinese policy in Xinjiang. This gives a glimpse of what China gets from these mutually beneficial relationships, namely Chinese support for the diplomatic positions that they take on Taiwan and, more importantly, Xinjiang. As the U.S. conducts more military strikes in the region, in response to attacks on U.S. bases and international shipping, China has grown more concerned about a potential escalation. In a clear reference to the U.S. and U.K. response, Wang Yi pointed out on Monday that while China was deeply concerned about the situation, quote, at the same time, we believe that the Security Council has never authorized any country to use force against Yemen, and therefore, one should avoid adding fuel to the fire and escalating the tensions in the Red Sea 
and overall security risks. In the Chinese media, articles emphasized calls for restraint coming from the international community uh, against the United States and its Western allies, and the fact that the Houthis had declared all US and UK ships were legitimate targets in response to the attack, emphasizing the possibility that the conflict was going to escalate even further. One article from Xinhua, entitled Spillover from Gaza Conflict Intensifies, argued that, quote, the US and UK airstrikes not only do not help ease the tensions in the Middle East, but may even add fuel to the fire and make the regional situation more dangerous and complex. Chinese politicians have been consistently critical of Ansar Allah's attacks in Yemen, both because it threatens their commercial interests and because it wants to avoid a wider escalation into a war. It also wants to avoid being linked, even tangentially, to a destabilizing force in the region. Given the ties between the Houthi movement and Iran, and the ties between Iran and China, there have been many attempts in the Western media to link China to the Houthis indirectly despite the many degrees of separation that exist and the lack of any real Chinese influence on the organization. China has been very careful to avoid any direct links to the group, even going so far as to cancel a potential oil deal last year between Anton Oil Service and the Ansar Allah-backed government in Yemen, in part because it fully supports the position of the Saudi government due to their extensive oil and business ties. When it comes to military engagements, China tends to act very cautiously in terms of getting involved in foreign entanglements, and it's unlikely, therefore, to participate or even approve of any Western-led military efforts to remedy the situation, however uncomfortable they may be with it. And, of course, in any event, I doubt that Washington would welcome their help. This Growing discomfort is more driven, I think, by their fears of a wider conflict than by any significant damage that the Houthis can do to their commercial interests. China has certainly made it clear to both Iran and the Houthis that they want the attacks to end, but it seems clear that their fears of a regional escalation outweigh any fears they have about the Houthis themselves. They also lack any real influence over Iran, which itself lacks any real ability or motivation to restrain the Houthis, and a more aggressive response in this case would probably only aggravate their partners in Iran without achieving anything of substance. This concludes this edition of Reading Beijing, where we talked about the political and strategic implications of China's role in the Middle East and the wider world. Reading Beijing is part of Pursue Media Minute's podcast series, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Pursue Media Minutes offers podcasts of select Pursue Media analyses on Iran, China, and the MENA region. Pursue Media itself provides media research, open source intelligence, analysis, AI-driven analytics, and strategic communications consultancy. You can find out more about the services Pursue Media offers by checking out their website, pursuemedia.com, or finding them on LinkedIn or Twitter under at Media. Until next time, my name is Bill Figueroa. As always, your Bill in the China shop. And this has been Reading Beijing.